Ladies and gentlemen, get excited and get ready. You're about to be motivated and inspired as you hear from other show business professionals and high-achieving business professionals throughout the business community. All walks of life give you insight, leadership, motivation, and how they overcame obstacles. Game up and get ready for motivation and show business. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new show of motivation and show business. I am your host here, comedy magician Dwayne Hill. I'd like to thank uh, my lovely co-host and special guest for this taping, Mr. Roy Shandell. Mr. Roy, say hello and what's up to the audience, please. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you, Mr. Roy. Roy, how have things been going, man? You've uh, you've transitioned. You were in a in a structured uh, job for a while, and I think what you know our last interaction, you've kind of went out on your own, right? Yep. Well, I spent uh, 14 years working for Mr. Arnold Palmer. It was quite an honor. Uh huh. Bay Hill in Orlando, and uh, did his sales and, and marketing there, some branding, and uh, recently started my own consulting company, RDS Advisors. And uh, got picked up by the Future family, which owns a beautiful resort called the Mission Inn Resort and Club in Howie and the Foothills as their acting director of sales and marketing. So, so far, so good. Uh, also doing hotel shopping for uh, private owners of resorts, uh, critiquing their services and uh, all kinds of odds and ends. But it was a little scary at first, but find it quite liberating at this point. Well, let, let's let's talk about that. Um, you know, you've known me for a while and know that I've made the plunge. And you know, I mean, me being self-employed and and a business owner is I don't know any other way. Um, what was it like for you to transition? Well, let me ask you this: How long did it take you to kind of pull the trigger on that? To really, you know, you were sitting on it. How long were you on the fence about doing it versus not doing it? Yeah, yeah. Well. A little further in my background, I have previously owned my own companies as well. Okay. So, although this is a new venture, it's not foreign to me. So, I would imagine that that made it a little bit easier. However, I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and there comes a point in life where, you know, you, you kind of value security and, and comfort and, and all this until you read the the story about Kentucky Fried Chicken. He didn't start until he was well in his 50s yeah. and cr- created an empire. So there's there's plenty of, of examples and role models and, and success stories that sort of help me say, hey, I'm not too old. I can do this. I can take my my wealth of life experience and, and snowball it into something that's going to be fantastic. So... The overall thinking process um, actually began after Mr. Palmer passed, which was four years ago. And uh, at that point, I very much valued you know, my, my, my security with the family, uh, my position, uh, and I also felt the tremendous responsibility to continue on Mr. Palmer's legacy. So full stop on thinking, going on my own, but that's kind of where it started. It's like, what's going to happen? There was that moment of insecurity where the spark you know, was sort of was sort of lit, and yeah. um, then it sort of it sort of matured. And I think some of the best things happen when you're not necessarily looking for them. Uh, things kind of fall into place. Meeting the right people at the right time, getting the right encouragement. Um, you know, sort of you see sort of things coming together uh, from that standpoint. And 
it literally took that long. But even with Mission In, I knew the former director of sales. He was planning to retire. He told me that a year and a half before he was retiring. Yeah. And it was just sort of a natural chain of events that I met the owners and it, it just came together. It made sense for everybody and off we went. And I did it then, decided then that that, that was the, the, the way I wanted to do it was as my own independent company. Backing up, when you, 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 you know, mentioning Mr. Palmer, I mean, there's, you know, this part, the business part of this podcast, there's a lot of, you know, corporate people that golf and think, can you talk a little bit about what was it like working that close to someone that iconic in golf and being at Bay Hill and, you know, first talk about, you know, the interaction you had with Mr. Palmer and, and, uh, yeah. We, we, I mean, he, he was there. He was very hands-on, very active in the in the, the company, in the club. Uh, and we took care of Bay Hill for him, and we also took care of Latrobe Country Club, which were basically his two homes. Yeah. Um, and as far as, you know, branding, as far as things with his name on it, interacting with uh, the tour operators, booking the rooms, booking golf, uh, I had my hand in all that. Uh, and it's probably, you know, one of the most precious 14 years in, in my professional career to have been with Mr. Palmer, and I learned a lot. Um, a, everything you ever heard about the guy doesn't do justice. He was so nice. He was so engaging, so charismatic, so down to earth. It's just, it was mind-blowing to see how people interacted with him. Yeah. And even when I first met him, it's it's awe you know my awe turned very quickly into respect and, and just just took it in like a sponge i mean dad he came from a rural little town in pennsylvania uh latrobe and he grew up in fact one of his classmates was mr rogers <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay um but they were just salt of the earth people and he, he never seemed to lose that charm he gave everybody the time they deserved he never forgot that he was who he was because of the fans uh and he tried to teach even the young guys coming up in the in, in the pga that kind of philosophy you know right. if you ever have seen mr palmer's autograph it's always perfect legible fantastic no matter how busy he was no matter where he was going what he was doing if he was going to autograph something it was going to be perfect and his reason was that if the kid wanted his autograph it was his responsibility to do it in such a way that this kid could go and show it to his friends and unmistakably be identified as mr palmer's signature versus just a chicken scratch that you know anybody could em emulate so he was very conscious about that he was conscious about taking care of the people who took care of him and, and that reflected in many ways you know there were a lot of people like it, me at bay hill who were there for for over a decade or two because of the way he treated people, including his employees, his customers. He treated everybody the same. That's, that's great. Didn't he, speaking about his signature, I just thought about this thinking about like the can that I've seen, you know, in the, in the convenience stores, the Honor Palmer uh, iced tea, I, what is iced tea and lemonade mix, right? Yes. Did, um, did he trade, he did he trademark his, his signature? Oh, that formula is his. No, no, I mean his actual signature. I know the NASCAR driver tried to do that um, before he passed, Dale Earnhardt, like his signature, because people were, you know, I thought I 
thought? Did he not trademark his autograph? It, I can't tell you for sure. I don't know. It would, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Okay. It, it, it's so iconic. So certainly, I mean, it, and, 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 and like what you said, I mean, it's. It. It's so recognizable as it, the way he did it because he did it the exact same way, you know. When yep. the when the tour puts it up on the screen and you see it on the on the beverage cans or you see it on things, and when I've performed at Bay Hill, you know, immediately you just know immediately what it is. So, yep. you know. Um, but I mean, that's a real smart way of of doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm very guilty. I've signed my name so many times that. You know, I've got my way that I do it. I know what it is. People that know me know what it is. But is it readable? I don't know if I'm. I'm. I'm not. I need to be more. I need to be more diligent about doing that because that's definitely a good way of looking. I never thought of it like that. I never thought of yeah. it like that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and he, he thought of many of his business relationships and and even doing deals. He he did handshake deals. I mean, he started IMG, the the professional athlete management company. On a handshake. Wow. He did so many things that way. I mean, let's face it, contracts are, are things to argue about, right? <laughs> um, handshakes, if you're an honorable person, are is your bond. Yeah. Your word is your bond. And Mr. Palmer came from that era where if he said we were going to do something, you could take that to the bank. And it's a, it's a rarity sometimes today, but it's still very refreshing. To especially have someone at, at that level be so diligent and so to his word, uh, again, as an example to younger people, that, that that's important. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. Did you ever see, I mean, what we see, what I saw and other people, it's hard to really believe it's been four years. It just felt like, yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember calling you when I saw the news. Like, you know, yeah. um, I can't believe it's been it's, that much time's passed that fast. Um, but what I've seen of him, you know, just what I saw when he do the interviews and the smiling and it's stuff on television, working when he behind the scenes like that, did you ever see him angry? Um, I mean, not angry in the way you or I might get angry. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure he had his moments, but things didn't always go our way in business or in, in, in life. Yeah. So, uh, probably more sure. annoyed, more annoyed than... Yeah, and I think he knew too that he spent his whole life knowing he was being watched yeah. wherever he goes. So I think that became second nature too, not to, you know, he'd never been on the cover of the Inquirer. He'd never, you know, wow. look at professional athletes today acting out in public and stuff. I think he was very disciplined in the way he conducted his life. He was very even keeled, and I, I just don't think uh, anybody, if maybe the family and private you know may have seen other things but so far as what my interaction was with him was always just wow what just always exceeded what i ever thought of him or a person in his position yeah now when you, you said how other uh athletes are acting in modern times you know the guys on the on the on the tours you being around them you know, a lot of those cats live in Orlando too. So I'm sure when they're not pl- practicing in Isleworth or Nona, um, they come over and you know scratch out a few rounds or something at Bay Hill. Not asking you to name any names, <laughs> but <laughs> were were there were I, I, most of the because I mean I performed for some of those guys. Most of those people 
are there some that that you can think of that are like they were unnecessarily diva when it came to oh yes oh yes <laughs> and i can't name names but i could probably write a book about the behind the scenes of some, of some of the antics and uh and and things that that I, i've seen and witnessed not just from professional athletes but politicians uh i mean right across the spectrum there's always that select few that that uh do <laughs> different different things <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I, I performed at a at uh i think it was fontaine blue in miami and i was talking to the concierge and the concierge had said they had they were thinking about you know one of those confessions of a of a concierge you know she she didn't say who the rapper was i know who it was but she said you know we get a request at at one o'clock in the morning they want a monkey uh, right <laughs> for 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 a crazy video that they want to shoot on their iphone they want a monkey at one o'clock in the morning and if we don't get them a monkey they're going to get you know they're going to get ticked off and right. you know i mean was there was there unre- did you feel like there were any of the of the PGA of these tour cats was there any unreasonable requests that came like that? Um, <laughs> whether the request came or not, because of who we are, we didn't we didn't necessarily have to always honor that. Yeah, <laughs> we we acted in a pomeranian manner and we're always uh, polite and, and hospitality customer service is always important. But we always consider our other guests as well. So that's a tough question. <laughs> that's a tough question to answer uh, diplomatically. In a way, yes. <laughs> so let's let's move on to sales, man. You sure. being in sales as long as what are the the so some key factors to making really good sales? What do you think the top three or four key factors are? Um, I mean kind of goes in hand with brands and marketing right yeah so if people don't know about you it's hard to sell them you Mm -hmm. or your product Um, I work for the future family and talk about another iconic family I'm so blessed to be transitioning from the Palmers to the to the futures they own a resort it's over a thousand acres has a golf course that is over 103 years old it's uh, missioninresort.com uh, if anybody wants to check it out. It's amazing. It's just voted uh, number three course in Orlando. It's voted uh, one of the top 100 courses in the world. So it has a fantastic reputation. And uh, the family is just as stellar as Mr. Palmer in their way they conduct business, honorable, reputable, just wonderful, wonderful people. And part of the challenge is how, how do you tell people about Mission In? So I've invited some people that I've known uh, for decades. Um, one is a retired two-star general. He plays almost at least 280 rounds of golf a year. He's played in pro-ams all over the world. And uh, he was one of the first people I invited down to come play the course because I wanted his honest, unbiased assessment of the course mm-hmm. for my own benefit. Yeah. And when I told him where I was, where I wanted him to stay, he said, where is this? Why haven't I heard about this? And when he stood on the balcony overlooking the course, he was, I mean, absolutely miffed why he did not know about Mission Inn. Mm and how beautiful it was. So for me, from a sales and marketing standpoint, I was elated because I knew, hey, I had something wonderful 
and I know my ability to get the word out. And the combination of the two, since nobody knew, and it's so wonderful, the, the results will be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so how do you do that? I, I have a nice example, and it's a very simple way of looking at it. Okay. And I, I can do the exercise with you real quick to, to, to sort of show the example. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about it. So I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to answer the question as quickly as you can with as many answers as you can. Okay. Okay? Yep. And after the first one, you'll get what I'm talking about, and we'll, we'll do like one or two, and then I'll, I'll make my point. So tell me as many clothes designers or manufacturers as you can. Very quickly. Rattle them off. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Um, Louis Vuitton. Come on. Louis Vuitton, Versace, clothes design, Gucci. Um, I'm thinking about a lot of rap stuff. So um, okay, all right, and that's enough. Okay, so now let's go on to um, let's go on to let's do shoe manufacturers real quick, 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 quick. So you know Nike, Reebok, Adidas. Um, okay, and yeah. we could do this all day long. And if I was in a bar, I could make a lot of money doing it because. Every person, and you did it just classically there with the shoots. After the third thing, you say, um. Hmm. And in sales and marketing, if you look at it like a big tall ladder, right? Because yeah. there's obviously hundreds of shoe manufacturers, hundreds of clothes manufacturers. If you're not on the top three rungs, you're an um. Hmm. And you're not going to get the business. So the challenge is, is how do you get in the top three of someone's mind? Mm -hmm. And that's where the marketing strategies come into place. There's so many ways of getting word out there. There's so many people, so many markets. How do you do it? What's your budget, right? Yeah. So in, in my case, like with Mission N, all right, let's use golf as an example. So if I'm bidding on... on on AdWords and Google, do I bid on Florida golf courses? I don't have enough money to be in the top three, mm. right? Yeah. Do I bid on Orlando golf courses? Now we're getting, cutting it down a little, right? Yeah. Do I do historic Orlando golf courses? What I do is I boil it down to the lowest common denominator that I can afford to own. Mm. And instead of maybe 2 million people clicking on Florida golf and, you know, 600,000 clicking on Orlando golf, maybe there's a thousand looking for historic golf. I can own them. I can own that market. I can be number one. I see. And, and that's where I focus my, my time, energy, and marketing dollars. Gotcha. And it's very strategically, you know, you have to look then and there's geographic markets, there's demographics, there's, you know, all kinds of things. And golf is just one example. You know, we have a 176-room hotel. We have four restaurants. We have skeet shooting. We have boat rentals. We have tennis. We have so many, so many things there. It's amazing. And each one is a profit center and each one needs attention and marketing and, 
and that's when it becomes fun and three-dimensional. But my example gives you a little snapshot of of what's important and, and, and how to sort of filter down through the noise to get to a place where you can win. Well, and it was funny you said that because when you said that Mission Hills was voted, what did you say, third for Orlando? Um, third best golf course in Orlando, yep. The first one I thought of, I went Islesworth. Nope. Bay Hill. Not on the list. <laughs> ba- Islesworth, not on the list. I went Islesworth, Bay Hill. Not on the list. <laughs> How can Bay Hill not be on that list? Isn't it funny that the place I'm at's on the list? <laughs> Must have a good marketing guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it's um, it, it's true. I mean, you had I think the the Waldorf, the Four Seasons. They were ahead of us, and then there were a bunch of behind us. But again, to be a, a epic world class course, uh, we have all the bells and whistles. I didn't even I didn't even know all that was at Mission Hills. Even I didn't know that. Mission Inn. Mission Inn, Mission Inn, Mission Inn. I'm sorry. Mission, yeah. Mission Inn Resort Club. I didn't even well, know you're, that. You're going to have to come up and perform. Well, that's, yeah. That's the way we can get you to, to check it out. Well, that 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 will happen for sure. When it comes to golf tournaments, um, we're going to have some of these corporate people, corporate executives, you know, they're going to participate in scrambles and charity scrambles. Are there any tips you can give people that are organizing their own charity like nonprofits or they're organizing a charity golf tournament um you running it i mean i mean it doesn't get any higher than a tour and i know you know uh the bay hill was always what top five most played tournaments in the entire tour every every pro pro wants to play that tournament um absolutely and and mr palmer donated all the money to the arnold palmer uh, hospital for Children in Orlando. Right. So it was a great philanthropic uh, endeavor. But on a smaller scale, I, I run one in uh, September for the Club Managers Association. I rotated through several different clubs. Uh, we had it at Isleworth, Lake Dona, Interlock, and uh, Bay Hill Country Club of Orlando. And in fact, next year, it's going to be at Mission Inn. Yes, it's. <laughs> And it's going to be what's that Monday? I think September fourteenth. Yeah, let me Monday, know. September. 14th. Let me know when that is. Let me. Know. I need to know. I need to get that on my yep. calendar now. That's that's the date. You can mark it down right now. Okay. All right. And uh, it's a going to be a fantastic outing. You can play on El Campeon course. It's that hundred three roll course. Uh, people are going to know. I the ones I've spoke to are going to. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to be a co-host or like to be an interviewee please write us and let us know go to duanehill.com or pickacardpro.com thank you for listening post editing by logan dunbar sound supervisor by logan dunbar additional editing by gabriel Brittori. thank you for listening for more information go to duanehill.com or pickacardpro.com